Tuesday. He's already mouthing it because every time he answers my FaceTimes, he says, uh, yellow, please welcome in Zach Peter. I, oh, hi. I hate saying your full name, just like Zach Peter. Cause I always want to put an S Zach Peters, but it's not. So, and nope. to me, your full birth name is just, just plain Zach and, or hashtag no filter. See, people think that my name is Justin. Because my my handle is just plain Zach, so I think in their brains. I mean, I shouldn't say people. I've had a couple, like a very small handful of people that are like, "Oh, I forget your name's not Justin," and I'm like, "That makes no fucking sense that my name would ever be Justin." But okay, that just goes to show you have a short attention span. I mean, I often like when I see people change their Instagram handles, I'll get upset because I've known them by that for so long that I feel like it's their ch- it's like they're changing their entire identity and I'm like I don't know who this person is. And also, half the time I'm saying everyone's Instagram names wrong, like my brain will just like make up what the word really is when it's actually a real word. Yes. Does that ever happen to you? All the time. I love calling people by their Instagram names. Uh, a lot of people call me little baby Kate's and I'm fine with that. I mean, come out of quarantine, I'm going to be rolling down the street. It's not going to be much little babe Kate's, but here See, she is. <laughs> but I don't love being called just plain Zach out in the streets. Like call me Zach. I don't need Wait, to call what, me just Zach. What is like just plain Zach? Cause if anything, you're not plain. I mean, it was supposed to be like a, a paradox or like an oxymoron of like, mm-hmm. I'm not just plain it, it would be like just plain exciting, like just exciting and just plain are not. So it was supposed to be like a paradox, mainly because I wanted the handle at Zach, at Z-A-C-K, and the people that had it wouldn't give it to me. And I would try to buy them off of it and offer sexual favors and they would not accept it. Um, so I just had to settle. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll do like just Zach, at just Zach. And then somebody's like, oh yeah, like from Will and Grace, just Jack. And I'm like, I don't- mm, Don't want to be copying. my vibe. So I ended up pivoting and just doing like, well, just plain Zach. And then it just became a thing. And it's been a thing for like, I don't know, a long time now. I, um, I, it, so Zach does a lot of things that are really strange, like hangs out in jeans at his house as if that's comfortable. But one of the ones that really, I can't, you and your fucking jeans. One thing that is also one of them is that you drink hot coffee out of a fucking metal straw. Please bring the cut back up so everyone can see what I'm referencing. Look, this fucking hey, metal straw. Look, I'm just a relatable bitch, okay? I mean, it's because it helps your teeth stay white, and I do have to say, your teeth are pretty much the same color as that fucking mug, so it's working, so I should stop busting your chops. Oh, we'll also be FaceTiming, and he'll just head to the freezer for a handful of frozen peas. Just a I don't snack. get why you find it so like appalling that I enjoy frozen peas as like a snack. It's, frozen peas and ice are my two favorite snacks, baby. Oh, ice is fine because it's, it doesn't have any taste. But one, I hate peas. So peas. the thought of the 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 deflating, tiny, disgusting peas in their in their soup on my plate as my mom's like. Katie and I'm like no 
Um, and then you're going to have them still be frozen. It's like the kids on the bus who used to bring a ramen packet raw for lunch and eat it on the bus raw. I actually enjoyed that. My teeth. Like it's before I, be before I became a celebrity, I used to love, <laughs> I used to love eating the ramen packets out of the plastic bag and you would open the plastic bag and I would sprinkle the little packet onto the hard ramen. And mm -hmm. I, that was like so yummy to me. I love crunch. Probably what, because. What else did you do before you became so famous? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I did a lot. I used to eat hot pockets. I used to eat gluten and dairy before. I, I so, consumed like candy with like artificial dyes in it. I'm probably just not famous enough then because I'm still eating gluten and sugar and dairy. It Listen. always cracks me up when anyone is like, oh my God, Katie, you're so famous. And I'm like, I've got 5,000 followers and I sit on my couch and smoke weed all day. What? Listen, like, I'm not fucking when, famous? When your nudes are dissected <laughs> on a reality show and then you get recognized for your censored penis out, yes. in, for, out in public, you know, it's, it's a new vibe. It's just rude, though, because that wasn't even your dick. Yeah, that too. I'm just crying from talking about your penis, so I'm just going to wipe my eyes like I've been giving a sloppy blowjob and I'm just gagging. <laughs> um Job. I just discovered I was watching porn and there's apparently this whole like blowing bubbles on dicks like they like they use their saliva and they literally just like and they're like it's like bubbling or like they like and like a bubble comes out and the guys are just like that's really also, gross I'm also wondering, like, do guys, because you're the wrong guy to ask, but do guys like the sound of, like, the, like, like, is that the whole appeal? Because I'm trying to be as quiet as possible when I'm giving head because I don't want to sound like a, like an idiot, but I think that they might really enjoy the, like, yes. sound. Guys enjoy that. I don't enjoy it because I'm just like, or I just want to be like, are you okay? That's my, I, I don't want them to think water. that I'm like, you know, dying. Yeah. To me, it's like uncomfortable because it makes me think that you're uncomfortable when you're doing it. So it's like, well, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. Like I want you to enjoy sex with me. Like I'm obviously doing, the, I'm obviously having sex with you because I'm insecure and I need you to make me feel sexy. And if you're like gargling and choking, then I'm like, obviously I'm putting you in discomfort and that like affects my daddy issues and I can't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is why I keep Zach around. He literally makes me ugly laugh 10 <laughs> times a day over this shit. It's fucking incredible. I have sex with it's these true. guys to get validated. <laughs> it's true. Anybody that says they have sex for the fun of it is half lying. Like, half of it is because you want to feel sexy. I think that, because I've been, I've done that, where it's like, I'm going to have sex with guys and the more guys I have sex with, the better I feel about myself. But now I'm like, whoa, 
please respect me before you get on the ride. Like, I don't want to just do it. So maybe you just, like, it's, it's growth. Yeah, I'm not saying it works. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a very unhealthy, like, pattern. It's just a pattern I, I keep go doing. To therapy for. <laughs> I am the therapy friend that's always like, you should go to therapy. But then I saw a meme that said the friends that are therapy friends need the most therapy. So now I'm not going to say it to anybody else because I don't want to be that bitch, but I'm in therapy. You're Bible thumping Barbara with your therapy. You're like, you need to go to therapy. Like every day, Katie's like, you should probably go to therapy for this. You should probably go to therapy for that. It's one issue and I just feel like you could talk to somebody about it. Everybody could use some therapy. Like if you I'm just like, I've done therapy. I I watch like gurus on Instagram. I I read self-help books. That doesn't always work. I don't know. For the people out there who like don't believe in therapy and shit all over it, I feel like you just got to try it. And sometimes you just, you don't have the right therapist at first and you have to try like a bunch of different people. It's like finding the right antidepressant or condom. You just have to try a bunch of them. Exactly. And then like, see, but for me, the reason like therapy isn't great. Like there was one therapist that I went to go see and I really just booked an appointment with him, not because I wanted therapy, but because I thought he was hot. And I wanted to fuck him in his in his like studio or whatever that what is what do you call office uh, therapy office, um, oh and my then my God. other therapist who's the one that I had for the longest time, I like n- give her therapy now because like we're friends and we've just like totally like destroyed all boundaries. Mm. Okay, I guess so, like I, you know boundaries just like aren't my thing. <laughs> boundaries aren't my thing either. So I went into twenty twenty like with my word being like boundaries, like you need to learn. Cause I'm, I can, I'm a very like loud, strong willed person, but I'm also a complete pushover. Like, yeah, it's, I it's, see. It's I feel like, like your, your boundaries are more of like your interpersonal boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. My boundaries are like, if other people have boundaries, I have no problem just like trailblazing over them. And then just being like, why are you mad? Like, oh, I know. <laughs> Dude, you guys, before we went on this podcast, I had to tell Zach to be on his best behavior because he will fucking fuck with me because he's bored. And it, it's, it's, fu- okay, now that I know it's happening, it's easier. You did it last night. And I can't even remember what you were doing it on. But I'll, I'll know that it's happening because I can, so the conversation will lull. And then he's like, what could I say? And then you say something that you know that, like, would start a conversation, but also, like, get a little bit under my skin. But now I know what it is, and I, like, play along with it. So it's, it's, it's like a game now. It's a really fun, yeah. unhealthy. <laughs> I, like, ease into it at first. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, like, test the waters, and I'll be like, how, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how pissed can I get her? And so I'll throw, like, a light, a light like, a, a, an easy one just to see if I get a little bit of a reaction. And then if I know I can push it a little further, then I'll like up the ante and I'll bring in like something like political or like, you know, just like, just to, you know. And it'll be like, even if you don't believe it. Like, yeah, even we, if I don't I'll just be sitting there and he'll be like, yeah, you know, I kind of agree with those Karens not wearing a mask. And I'm like, no, he doesn't. He's just fucking starting this fucking bullshit oh, convo. That's what, that's what it was last night because Newsom closed all the bars in California. And I was like, you know what, Katie? I think tonight I might just go to a bar. To oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you should. And then you're like, yeah, you should. And I'm like, this game isn't fun anymore. 
Yeah, isn't it changed a lot since the beginning of our year friendship? Now I know when you're being an absolute terror and menace. Yeah. <laughs> well, so far, so good. Um, speaking of us talking on the phone, you have to retell me stories all the time because I am very Mark Thompson and I can't remember who I've watched a movie with or if I've ever heard a story before. But you told me a story that I need you to tell on the show. And you don't have to if you don't want to, but it was wildly entertaining and it was just really, really great. Well, so. I'm, I'm going to tell it because it was one of the only like approved talking points that you allowed me to say on the show. Okay, no, I just don't want you to bring up shit that you know I wouldn't want to talk about and you do it and I don't have to edit it out of the show. So don't even get me started on this. No, I said it was a joke. Okay. It's better when she, it's better when like she's dating guys and then she'll like FaceTime me with them in the room and then I'll be like, oh, Katie, so is so-and-so there? Does that mean I can't say? And then you get mad. Even though there was nothing I couldn't say, I just like wanted to like I could have killed you. I am dating this new guy that I like. He went poop. So I fucking FaceTimed Zach and then he comes out and I was like, oh, Zach, I have to go goodbye and then Zach's like oh does that mean that I can't talk about x y and z so then we get off the phone and the guy's like that was weird and I'm like fucking I swear to fucking god and look at that smile look at your fucking smile you're so fucking happy about it too <laughs> oh my god I'm a great friend you guys you are the worst so now that's why I'm gonna make you share this fucking embarrassing story about yourself but that's what would make me like a great reality star it's it's very true you do live your life very real housewives but it's gonna make people think that they can't really trust you so watch it look i'm not out to make i'm out to make checks not make friends bitch we have been friends now for a year mm. if you fuck me over it feels like a lot longer though <laughs> Not in a bad way. Oh my God, you're making me look so bad. But like, it feels like we've known each other for like years, but it's just because we talk so often that like- No, it's true. People it, it are probably is... listening to this and they're like, wow, Katie has real issues because she has such an abusive person in her life that's like her friend that she talks to every day. No, listen, I can be an absolute cunt. I do the same shit back to him. I'm just busting his chops. He's busted mine on every show I've ever been on with him. So this is me just busting it right back. Yes. But so just to show, to let everybody know that like my crazy isn't just with Katie. <laughs> so I have another friend. Well, oh, you I'm have more, not you, you're actually able to sustain friendships with the way you treat people? Oh my God, that's hey, crazy, continue. Hey, let me finish my statement. I have another friend who probably isn't my friend anymore. <laughs> um, but when we were friends, I mean, and to be fair, the reason we're not friends anymore is because it was her fault and not my fault. I'll just say that. I'm sure that's how all of it is with you. It is. I'm, I'm an angel. It's never uh, me. I'm perfect and I always apologize. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, like, and my apologies, like, I take so much time writing them in notes. No, and, like, your apologies sure. are the most calculated thing. Yeah. Like, anytime I get an apology from you, it's like, Katie, I am so sorry that I ever put you through the emotions that I put you through. I can't believe that. And I'm like, who wrote this? An English teacher? 
I can't help it if I just have great grammar. No. See, what it seems like when those apologies come through is like, why is he so good at these apologies? Does he have to apologize a lot? But that's also just me all the time being like, who's going to hurt me and why? <laughs> Overanalytical, yes. Yeah, that's me. I overanalyze everything. Now I know before I apologize to Katie, like it can't be over a text message because she's going to think that it's calculated. So I have to like mentally type it into notes here's, in my head. Here's an idea. Stop doing shit that you have to apologize for. Do not be a Ramona singer. I'm not a Ramona. I w a little, little, just less, less of an awful Trump supporter, but. Isn't she? Is she a Trump supporter? I think so. I, think I don't so. know. Yeah. I love no. her, but I don't love Trump. So if you're going to vote for Trump, please don't. And if you're not registered to vote, please register to vote. And if you do like Trump, please stop listening to my podcast. I don't want your patronage. Thank you. Continue. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't wear my Make America Great Again shirt. He doesn't actually have one of those, you guys. That was just a joke. I just want you all to know I that. Don't. Continue. I don't. I might get one, like, to tape a video, but I don't actually have Why? one. Why? No, I don't like that video idea. Don't do it. See, I know it gets under her skin. Um, <laughs> okay, so the friend. Back to my story. Okay. I had a, had a friend yeah. who... Um, was like, you need to get out more. Cause like people, I think people think that I'm like this big, like extroverted, go out all the time, go to clubs and like all that stuff. And like, I don't. Um, so she's like, we, you need to go out. I'm going out with my friends, come out with us. And so I was like, fine. Okay. I'll go out, um, uh, with you and your friends. And so we met up at her place first mm -hmm. and she's like and I'm like am I going like it's, she's like it's a bunch of gay guys they're all single like it's gonna be fun and so I'm like okay on the prowl yeah and so I was really just looking to like you know take somebody home that night and like mm -hmm. she gave me her approval that she wasn't gonna get mad if I slept with any of her friends and even though she didn't say that necessarily like that's how I read it so <laughs> even if that wasn't the case that's what I made up in my head so we're good because she didn't say that I couldn't sleep with any of her friends. You know what I mean? So anyway, I get to the, I get to her house. We're pre-gaming before we go Could out. I pause? Yes. Please don't sleep with any of my friends or guys I've fucked. Thank you. Because there's I would rather you're... sleep with the guys that you've fucked because I've seen your gay friends and I'm not into them. <laughs> so rude. I mean. <laughs> Continue before you dig your hole deeper. <laughs> I almost did, but I stopped myself. I know, I saw it. I was like, I'm going to cut him off. Go. <laughs> um, so I already had my eye on one guy. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, that's the one that I'm going for. And then, so we're getting into the Uber, getting ready to go. We went out to the Abbey that night. And so we're getting ready to go. And I turned to my friend and I'm just like, I like that guy. And she's like, oh, well, that's his boyfriend. And I was like, you told me they were all single. And she's like, well, this one's like a new relationship. And I was like, whatever. And so I get in the car and I'm trying to plot like how I'm going to steal him from his boyfriend. Naturally. And so we get to the Abbey and we're dancing, whatever. And so my first strategy is I'm going to make out with one of her other friends to like make him jealous. Okay. Even though he already had a boyfriend. And so I'm like making out with this other guy and dancing with him and then like 
bumping into everybody around us, like in our group of people so that they can see that like I'm making out with him and I'm a hot mm. commodity at this club. Got it. Even though like I knew I wasn't interested in him from the get go, but I was like, I just, God, I sound like a terrible person. <laughs> um, but like, I was just trying to have a good time. And Listen, so if this is who you are deep down, this is just who you are, sweetie. <laughs> so I had a couple more drinks and then I decided to approach the guy that I was into. Mm-hmm. And especially knowing that like, I mean, relationship is a, is a strong word. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you have to be like married for it to be a relationship. And even then married guys love me. No, it doesn't. Ha- you don't have to be married to be in a relationship. If I'm in a relationship with a guy, I'm not thinking he's having sex with anyone. As long as you define that it's exclusive. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, so wait, if, if, if this guy's exclusive with, with him, you're still like, mm, I still have a chance. I mean, there's some people out there who say, as long as there's no kids involved, I always have a chance. I've never heard that. That's probably a philosophy my parents have adopted because that's equally how they are. I mean, but they, the kids are involved and they don't give a shit. So like if, it's if like somebody condition- like wants to break up a marriage, like if there's kids involved, they're more like, mm, but if there's not, they're like, it's fair fucking game. I would never want to like break up somebody's marriage, but like I wouldn't be upset if I did because it means they liked me better. Sweetie, you mean therapy? (laughs) This is the type of shit he says where I'm like, so let me give you a number to a therapist. (laughs) And to be be very clear, I've never broken up anybody's marriage or relationship. They've always turned me down. Um, Except for the time that you were having sex with that guy and he was like, we have to stop because my wife is home. No, he was in, that one was in a hotel room and he's like, you can't come back later because my wife will be here. And I was like, when did you have a wife? And he's like, oh, well, I only had sex with her because she wanted kids. And I was like, now there are children involved. And I was already naked in his hotel bed. If you want to um, hear more on that, you should go and listen to our podcast, Disaster Daters, available on iTunes and everywhere else. Just yes. thought I'd plug it. No big deal. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> NBD. Um, so then I decide to go and approach the guy that I'm into. This mm-hmm. is after I made out with the other guy. Yeah. And I go up to him and I was like, kiss me. And he's like, what? And I said, like, I felt bold. I, was, I just said, I said, kiss me. And he's like, I'm with somebody. And he's like, my boyfriend is like 10 feet away. And so I was like, oh, so do you want to go somewhere else? Uh, yeah. I was drunk. I was drunk. And I was like 22, 24. 39. I'm fucking dead. I don't know. Um, and so I need a joint for this. So he said, he's like, no, I, or I don't, somebody I think diffused the situation and like broke us up so that I didn't do anything. And, okay. you know, he didn't let his, his bad judgment, you know, get, <laughs> get the best of him. But then later in the night, I was like, I think he's like, I went up to him and I basically tried to convince him to break up with his boyfriend. And, so, I mean, to be fair, like, he wasn't really that into him. 
or actually, sorry, I didn't convince him until after we left the club. It was like 2 a.m. We got out of the Abbey. Everything was closed. And we were like walking to go get an Uber. And we were at the park by the Abbey. And then that's when I was like, so tell me about your boyfriend. And he said, like, I'm an interviewer. I know how to like get people to open up to me. And then I got him to like open up. Because like, think about it. When you're talking to somebody about their relationship, nobody's ever like, oh my God, they're amazing. It's always like, no, they tell I you all the bad them. shit. Yeah, they tell you all the bad shit, which was easy for me because then that was ammunition as to why he should break up with his boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so the night finished and then my friend was like, okay, I'm going to have a pool party in a couple of weeks if you want to come out with us. And so I was like, yeah, I want to come out with you guys. And then I found out that it was like a couple of nights after that he broke up with his boyfriend. So that's not to say that I did that. You may have planted a fucking seed. I helped him find the light because he clearly wasn't in love. And like, who wants to be in a loveless relationship? Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be in a loveless relationship. Thank you. I also don't want to be in a relationship with you. (laughs) That would be a fun time. Um, You imagine if you weren't gay and we tried to date? No. I know we would not be compatible at all. I would have broken up with you like two months into it. So I literally am never going to have a boyfriend. Anyway, continue. No, we're just not compatible. Could you imagine being in a relationship with me, how abusive that would be for you? You need help. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, so the pool party is coming up, and I'm like, now that I know that he's single, this is my chance. Like, I'm going in. a question. Yes. Instead of just waiting for the pool party, why not like DM? Why not maybe get a phone number? Why not maybe try to like talk in between? Actually, I think I did. Okay, so the pool party must not have been as soon because I did try again and I invited him and my friend onto my podcast. Oh, okay. And we and I made sure the topic was like about relationships and why we all suck at relationships. So like, I, in order to like get deeper into the psyche of like why he doesn't have great relationships, um, and so like that was kind of like my attempt, but it didn't like he didn't seem to be taking the bait. So once I had definitely confirmed that he was single again, which was probably a couple weeks after, um, then it was time for the pool party. I was like, this is my chance. Yeah. So I went to the mall. I found like the perfect outfit. I found the perfect trunks that like were short enough, but not too short because they didn't look thirsty, but they were like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> the right little- you are in this story. It's fucking thirsty. Listen, it was summer. It was hot out. I was parched. Um, and so I got a spray tan. Like mm-hmm. I made sure I looked great. I didn't mm-hmm. eat for four days. Like I did a workout that morning. Like I made sure I was set. Seems unhealthy kids. Don't try this at home. I'm yeah. I'm not telling anybody any of this. <laughs> any, any information you've heard from me in this podcast is not to be taken as advice. Like, please don't. He is um, not a doctor. I mean, to be fair, I feel like I could one day write like a lifestyle in, like guide and be like, I fucked up so much. Like learn from me. Yeah. Maybe after therapy. <laughs> Maybe we get a therapist to work on that book too. <laughs> so then I, um, so I get to the party. Well, first I went to Whole Foods and I bought like a great bottle of like organic tequila and like a big bag of almonds in case there wasn't anything I could eat at the party. And so I get to the party. 
And I didn't eat anything the day before because I wanted to look, look real fit. Okay. Like my vibe was like, look full, emaciated, and maybe he'll think it's hot. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, which he, could, looking at who he dates now, that is not the look <laughs> he's going for. So I get to the party and then um, I'm like getting ready to make my move. I'm like, everybody yeah. let's do a shot. And so we take our first shot and then somebody hands me a cocktail and I'm like, okay. I'm getting ready to move in and make my move. And he's over there by the pool and I can't wait. Like, this is it. This is my chance. I got him a little buzzed. I'm a little buzzed. Like, everyone yeah. else is still a little buzzed. It's going to be a good vibe. Yeah. And then I find out he invited another guy to the party. And the other guy gets there and they're like, oh, so-and-so, your man's here. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, he hasn't even been single that long. Like, how is he already in another fucking relationship? What's the time span between I- him breaking up and the party? <clears throat> I want to say the breakup was in May and the party was, I want to say like a, or the party was a, what is that end of summer party? Is it Memorial Memorial's Labor Day? Day? Labor Day. Oh, okay. It was a Labor Day pool party and we went out, I want to say like in June. Okay. We went out, yeah, to the Abbey. It was like June. So it was like full, maybe eight weeks total. Okay. So to be fair, like it, was, it was fun. But I had heard he was single through most of that time period that I didn't even know there was another guy. Yeah. And actually, I want to say that other guy is the guy that he's currently... No, I don't think so. He is a bigger slut than that. Um, so I found out he had brought another guy to the party. And so I'm like, well, fuck it. Now I have to have more shots because now like, I have no chance here. Like, I was so insecure about my body already, which I just naturally am, that like, I wasn't going to go swimming in the pool party with all these like, you know, hot other people. And so I was like, well, fuck now. And so all I did was I just kept drinking and I took more shots and I had more cocktails. And again, I hadn't eaten anything at this point. So it turned very very quickly this really is like an episode of the real housewives of like los angeles yeah the real millennials of la um (laughs) so then i'm like okay i'm really drunk i need to like take a breather and um i should probably like get going soon but i didn't want to go home because at that point i was living with my family and i didn't want to show up at home like black face like blackout drunk Mm -hmm. um And so I ended up going into the kitchen. And as I'm in the kitchen, I see him standing there alone. And so in my brain, I'm like, I have two options. I can either approach him and ask him why he doesn't love me or... (laughs) Not it. Don't do it. Wait, what was the other option? Oh, just leave? The The two options were go confront him or leave. Or just leave the party because you don't know anybody here. You don't feel comfortable. You're drunk. Like, that's the logical thing to do. Yes. So naturally, I went to approach him. And so I go up to him, and I'm just like, I got a spray tan for you. And he's like, what? Who are you? And I'm like, I got an outfit. I look great. And he's like, you do look great. And I was like, yeah, and I looked great for you. And he's like, I'm sorry, did I do anything to lead you on? And I was like, well, no, but clearly I'm into you. And he's like... I did, I've met you two other times in my life. Like, I didn't know you were into me. And I was like, oh my God, how could I have not made it any clearer? I convinced you to break up with your boyfriend. And he's like, oh, I thought you were just like being a good friend. And I'm like, I'm not a good friend. And so he's like trying to like, clearly I'm drunk and You're he's trying to yelling the situation. Yeah, yeah, I'm yelling at him. And I'm just like, look, I need to know. 
if this other guy that you brought to the party wasn't in the picture, would you have gone out with me? And he's like, well, you know, I'm like, no. Yes or no. I need you to pick an answer. Yes or no. It's easy. Would you have gone out with me or would you not have? And he's like, Zach, you really do look great. And da 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 da. And I'm just like, that's not the answer. That's not an option. This isn't right in your own multiple choice. You have two options. Would you be into me? And oh he's my just God. Like, and he's just like, no. And I was like, wow, I can't believe you just said no like that, even though he tried to explain why he was going to say no, but I wouldn't let him because I just wanted to yes or no. Oh and then I was upset God. that he just said no. And then I was like, we need to dissect this further. And so I dragged him over to the couch and we sat down and I'm just like, why? Like, what is it about me? Like, is it that you don't find me attractive? I'm like, what is it? And he's just like, it's more of like a cultural thing. Like I'm trying to stay within my own, you know, like ethnic because my family would be like, you know, they want me to date somebody that he was Armenian. I can say that. Oh, okay. Got it. And he's like, so I, you know, they would want me to date somebody else that's Armenian and I'm already mm. gay. So like, they already hate that. So like, I have to like also kind of like bring somebody that's Armenian to make them like feel better. Got um, it. And I was like, I can look Armenian. And he was just like, Zach, no. And I'm just like, why don't you love me? And then luckily somebody else like saw Hi. what was going on and they came in and they're just like, hey, so-and-so, they want you outside. Oh my and God. Then, and so they saved him from me. And like, I didn't know anybody other than my friend and him at this party. So I probably looked like this crazy drunk guy that crashed this party to win over homeboy. And then you would think that that would be a great opportunity for me to then exit the party, but I did not. Mm. I then went into my friend's bedroom and I ate a bunch of almonds and I tried to sleep and I slept from, I took like maybe a 30 minute nap and then I woke up and I was still pretty drunk and then I decided to rejoin the party. And at that point, everybody was like, oh, staying away from him. <laughs> and I was like, who wants to take shots? Um, <laughs> It was a really awkward, mortifying experience that um, he and I look back on and laugh at now, even though now he's in a very happily committed relationship with like a dad. <laughs> oh, speaking of happily committed relationships, um, how has quarantine dating life been for you? The absolute worst, worse than dating in real life. And I blame you for it, Katie Thompson. It's not my fault that I told you that you needed to try something more because you, so Zach, is, it's, his tendencies are to go out with a guy, bring him home, have fun with him, and then that's it. But my whole thing is like, maybe if you waited and then tried to like get to know one of these guys better, you would form a real connection. And then like you can have a relationship or something. And then I also made the mistake of saying to him that he had never been in a relationship before. And then that resonated in his head. And like, there's nothing wrong with you being 27. You're 27, right? And having not been in a relationship, like there's nothing wrong with that. But I was just saying, what if you gave it a chance? Because you couldn't have sex with this guy because of quarantine. Cause it was at the beginning when stuff was really yes. intense. So I, urged you to just, you know, give it a try. That's all. It's not yes. my fault. So there were actually a total of four guys that I was talking to in quarantine. And one of them I wasn't really interested in. I just continued to date him because I had to. The other one- You had to? Fair, I was oh. Doing, I was doing the dating show and like we That's had right. to keep dating until the 
And then there, so he wasn't like a real option, but I was talking to him throughout quarantine. And then there was another guy that I met on Hinge that I actually really, I liked him. I wasn't like wildly into him, but I liked him and we would have like great conversations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I could have seen something potentially like short term happening. Um, And then there was Bumble Guy and Bumble Guy's the one that I really liked because I don't know, it just seemed like the spark was just there instantly. Cause mm-hmm. Hinge Guy like eventually kind of default, kind of fought, fell off. And then so Bumble Guy came in right at the end of that. And the spark was so instant and we just like had great conversations. And it was just, it seemed so promising. And yeah. so Katie was like, you need to really lean into this. You seem to really like this guy. Like, Well, because I had never out. seen you saying like, I've got butterflies. I'm thinking yeah. about him all the time. Like I had never seen you like this. So I'm like, well, if you're really liking this guy, you really need to lean into it. And to be fair, we talked all day, every day. Um, and then, you know, as the weeks went on, eventually during one of like our zoom dates because we didn't actually meet up in person Mm -hmm. um i would have wanted to but he you know obviously wanted to not break any of the rules um which i don't think anybody should break any of the rules but i'm just a rebel and (laughs) just a reckless rebel um some point you gotta break those rules for some dick so I eventually on one of the Zoom dates is when he told me that like he deleted all of his dating apps. And yeah. I that was the moment where I was like, holy shit, is this actually going somewhere? And then I told Katie and I was like, Katie, I think this is a great opportunity for me to like do a virtual speed dating and start talking to other guys. And Katie's like, no, he deleted all of his apps. He's clearly into you. You need to lean into this and go all the way. And yeah, because I was you like, kept trying like, to pull out. Right. Which is the best way to not have a baby. And so I was like, I, I was a little apprehensive because we hadn't actually met in person at that point. So for me to hear that he had deleted all of his dating apps and yet he, you know, was still talking to me, I was like, but we haven't actually met. We haven't had sex. Like, you know, it's just been all these weeks of like us getting to know each other. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm actually going to listen to my dear friend Kate's advice and really lean into this. For the first then, time ever, he decided to give my advice a listen. Mm-hmm. So I did. And it was really going somewhere. And I was like, well, you deleted all your apps. Does this mean like this is going somewhere? And he's like, yeah, I think this is really going somewhere. And we were both on the same page. And so it was like, okay, I'm actually probably going to come out of quarantine with a relationship. Yeah. Then I had a really bad weekend, like a really, like really bad. May I pause you? To be fair, we both thought we were coming out of quarantine with relationships. But as it turns out, we both just might not. (laughs) We shall see. Continue. (laughs) The night is young. Um, So I had a really, really bad night where I like needed somebody And, like, at this point, like, what had happened, it was so late into the night. It was, like, after, it was, like, one in the morning, one, two o'clock in the morning. Katie was already asleep. Like, everybody was asleep. And, like, it's moments like that where you want a person that you can go to. And even though it's nice to have your friends, you want to know that the person that you're dating is the person you can go to to, Mm -hmm. like, you know be that emotional anchor for you right and so this was like the test of that for me where I was like having like a really like going through like a really uh, traumatic experience and I decided to call him to see if he could help me through it or just kind of be there for me 
And um, like five minutes into the phone call, he's just like, look, um, I just had a really bad day. I realized like I thought I was getting this job and I got turned down for the job and it's just like a really bad day for me. So like, I just can't deal with any of your stuff right now. I just can't take on any of your stuff. And that's like one of, cause there's always a time in like a relationship or when you're dating somebody where you put it to the test to see if like they can really give you the stuff that you're looking for. And when you've invested so much emotion and time into this person and you realize that they can't meet you at the place where you need to be met, it is so disappointing and it hurts so bad. So like I feel for you cause that shit sucks cause I have bad anxiety. So yeah. half the time they can't meet me where I need to be met. So I very much understand. And especially when you're feeling like how you were, like when yeah. you're in, like you're out of the zone, like you, you just, you're, you're yeah. so past it and you just want somebody and he just failed on that. And I'm sure when you're already feeling like that, then to hear somebody say that to you, it was just like, boom, boom. Yeah. And you were just it was like, like, it was a moment where like, and Katie knows, like I wasn't in my right mind frame. Mm-hmm. It was also late at night. And I had been drinking. So it was like a combination of really bad things where it's a moment where you need somebody. It's that moment where you've gone beyond the point where you can help yourself through it. You need like a slap. Yeah, to check you and be like, calm down. But that wasn't the right slap. It's fine. Yeah. And like, you know, and so for me, for him to say like, sorry, like I can't deal with this tonight because I found out I didn't get the job that I wanted. That to me was like, ugh. And so, and I, and to be fair though, maybe him not getting the job put him yeah. in a place where he was feeling somewhat similar to maybe how you were feeling, but it's still important that you can both meet I mean, I, in the middle. I wouldn't say the situations were equal. Like, no, I, I, I know that like, you know, everyone's emotions are different, but for some reason, you know what I'm, I mean? I understand how it was very heavy for him because we're in quarantine and emotions are heightened and anxieties are heightened. And so I can understand. And like for him, not getting that job wasn't just not getting the job for him. It was like a symbol of like the future and what's the future going to hold and how am I going to pay my rent? And am I going to have to move back home? Like I understood that there were a lot more anxieties going on, but like, I felt like for me, my situation was very real and happening in that moment. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. something that I could take myself out of or like, feel right. safe in that moment but like exactly I just it was like a, a I, I just I guess I would like to think that if the roles were reversed I would be able to like put my shitty day aside to help somebody that's going through a really heightened experience in that moment um but I mean, I mean you, I you do that for me like I got so upset about something last night and it was ridiculous but you were so nice even though the reason I was upset was ridiculous. You were still respectful of the fact that I was really upset about it, even yeah. though it was dumb. So yeah, you can definitely do but not, And I'm not saying stuff. that what you yeah. were feeling was dumb. I, oh, Jesus Christ. It's not even. No, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Uh, no, no, I get what you're saying, which is nice that your, all your listeners can hear that like, I'm not actually a terrible friend. I have good moments. No, I was just busting your, your balls no, earlier. I, <laughs> I love you dearly. But so after Say that it back. Call, <laughs> You're a good friend. Is that? No, what tell me I, you love me. You've never okay. said have, it. You only say it when check, you're drunk. I have to check my Katie approved script. Oh, oh that's my right. God. I, love, 
no, never mind. I don't want to hear it. I fucking hate you. Continue with your dumb story. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so after that phone call, I was like, okay, like I felt really shitty. And then I like went crazy on Instagram stories. Um, but then the next day, so the next you? morning, he ends up texting me and he's like, hey, hope you're having a better day. Even though it was like a situation where it's like, it's not just like, you just wake up and like, I'm having a better day today. Like, oh, I'm it was, cured. Thanks. <laughs> um, like, obviously, the next day was, like, the processing day, especially because, like, I didn't end up sleeping that night. Yeah. Um, and so I, um, he texted me, and he's like, hey, I hope you're having a better day. And I was like, thanks, hope you are too. Didn't hear from him. The weekend goes through. Um, then come, like, Sunday night, I was like, hey, hope you, I reached out to him. And I was like, you know, obviously, I felt like I was taken away from his experience that night and him having a bad day. So I wanted to check on him and be like, hey, just wanted to make sure, you know, you're okay. I know you had a long week and it was like rough. Just checking in on you. No response again. Mm -hmm. So then Monday comes around and it's Monday afternoon at this point. And then I'm like, you know what? I like, you really can't respond. Like after everything that happened, I get it. You had a rough week, but like after everything that I went through, like you can't just be here for me right now, like even a little bit, yeah. you're just going to ignore me all weekend and not respond to any of my messages. Uh, and then I just wrote like a really nice message basically saying like, look, I know last week was really heavy. I'm not sure if it was just a busy week or a busy weekend, or you needed to take some time for yourself to process everything and not getting your job. I can only imagine how disappointing that is and how much anxiety that it has for your future. Mm -hmm. I was like, but you know, I haven't heard from you and I'm hoping that I do, but if I don't, I just want you to know that like the time that we spent together in quarantine, like meant a lot to me. And, um, it opened up something in me that hasn't been opened up in a long time. So I just want to let you know that I'm grateful for that. And if I don't hear from you again, I just want to say thank you for the time that we did get to spend together. Yeah. And then maybe an hour later, he responds. He's like, haha, no, it's just been a, it was just a long week and I needed some time away. Um, and then he's like, I just realized I'm not in the place to be able to like be there for other people emotionally. And like, mm. that was kind of it. And so I was like, ouch, well, then that like really kind of hurts and sucks. And so that was like his way of kind of like breaking things off. Um, but you have to understand that like, sometimes people are actually not in a place to mentally right. handle it. And it really doesn't have anything to do with like you and how great you are, how hot yeah. you are, how much he may have wanted to fuck you or whatever. Like he may just be like, I'm just so fucking anxiety ridden and I have no idea what's going on in my life. And it really doesn't have anything to do with you. That whole like, the, it's not me or it's not no. you, it's me thing. It, there is truth to it sometimes. No, and I get that now. Like obviously in that time, that whole like two week, you know, experience or the two weeks that followed that one night that I had, like it took me a while to switch back into like rational thinking and like yeah. properly processing emotions. Like I was just like really unbalanced for a while. Um, that it took a while for me to kind of get my head set on straight. And then eventually I did reach back out to him again, or actually I, there was something on one of my podcasts that talked about like, um, going, like leaving quarantine and going back into the real world as businesses open up again and anxieties that people have with finding jobs or making money. And we did yeah. an episode on it. And so there was a clip that I thought was really, would have been really helpful to him. And so I sent him the clip and I'm just like, this is from the show. I just thought, you know, it's a message that you could really hear considering everything that was going on a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And then it was like, oh yeah, that is a really great 
clip and it's very applicable. And then he's like, how are you? I was just like, I'm good. Um, and then I was like, well, since you like asked how I am and you were like opening up the dialogue again, like I want to know like where this is, like what is this? Like, is there an opportunity for us to explore something or is this completely yeah. shut down? And then it basically got to the point where he's just like, I just, I'm looking for friends. Like right now I just realized I just like, I can only take on friends right now. And then, well, then you should change your bumble to the fucking friend version, not the dating version. Thank Thanks. You. I don't swipe on fucking bumble to find friends. I have enough of them. I'm thank good. You. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll dive more into that whole type of rant about that too. But like for me, I then responded and I was like, cool. I yeah. get it. I don't want friends right now. I think yeah. my only objectives are I'm looking to date somebody to get into a relationship with, or I'm looking for somebody that I can have a no strings attached relationship with. And we can just like have at sex least have, have sex with me. Exactly. <laughs> that was the thing too. It was like, you know, it was, it, and then it kind of became a point where it, I realized that like his words and his actions, like mm -hmm. the words that he was saying to me was, were the things I wanted to hear, but his actions didn't ne necessarily reflect that same, um, strong interest in me yeah and he would always tell me he's like well I wouldn't be talking to you if I wasn't really interested in you and I wouldn't be continuing this on with you if I didn't genuinely like you and want to pursue something with you and it just was like it was such a mind fuck for me yeah I'm like but everything you're telling me and everything you're doing like aren't adding up like yeah and for me I get that he wasn't in the place emotionally to invest in a relationship. But for me, the way I see it is it's like, I feel like those moments where you feel emotionally unable to like be there for somebody else, the whole point of being in a relationship is because you can lean on the other person because if you can't be there for them, they can at least be there for you. And right. I felt like he was cutting it off to where not only was he not being there for me emotionally, but he wasn't allowing me to be there for him emotionally when he really needed it. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, yeah. well, then this just tells me that this isn't compatible. As much as I really liked it and thought it was going to go somewhere, it's just not. You know what I mean? And you blame um, it all on me. Because you're the one that was like, he's great and he's interested in you. But and you told me I was going to break his heart. And well, because you're the day, usually the heartbreaker. But look, think about how much you've learned. Think about how much you learned about yourself, what you want out of a relationship, what you don't want. Like, it, it, you learned so much just from that experience instead of just going out with him, getting drunk, and fucking him. Which, that's a fine system too, but that's a system that protects your heart. And the, the risk that you take with putting yourself out there is that you get your fucking heart busted. So, yeah. you know, it just, but you also grow so much with each experience. Like, even if you don't end up with him, it's a good, like, learning or life lesson. No, it really was. And that's why I sent him that text message, like, thanking him for all of it. I'm like, yeah, thank you. And I'm true grateful that. for the experience. Because, I forgot. Like, that's true. Yeah, because, like, I get it. And, like, you know, I don't, and at the end of the day, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that can't show up for me when I really no. need that. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't have got time Cause it's for not that. just like, cause it's not like I was just like, oh, I'm having a bad day or, oh, you know, I got in a fight with my mom or, oh, I got in a car accident. Like it, it was a moment where like, you just, you need somebody to be there for you. Even if it's like to not do anything other than to just be there and like, let you like sob. No, it's and okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
I totally get it. Um, I yeah, started so in quarantine is terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, I started dating somebody. We went on a date before quarantine happened. Like it was literally like days before every, like we were iffy about going to the bar. Like it was the day that the grocery stores were emptied, like that everybody went and bought. It was a few days after toilet paper. And then this was the time where like food was gone and it was really scary. Um, And that's when we went out and then we talked um, and talked, talked, talked. And then once it was less like, you know, you're going to die. We were like, all right, well, we've been in quarantine. We haven't been anywhere. We haven't seen anybody. It's probably safe if we see each other. So we started seeing each other. It was fucking great. Like just like totally different than all the others. Like wanted to like cuddle and stay after, like wasn't in a rush to go anywhere. Like I, you know, after a while of it, I was like, so like, what are you looking for? Like, do you want, like, is this just sex to you? And he was like, no, you mean so much more to me than just sex. And I was like, this is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And one time I was laying naked and he was like, Rose wish- wishes that she looked like you from Titanic. I was like, you mean called Mount Titanic? I mean, I'm marrying this would boy. Say you. So sweet. So sweet. Like, and like Zach knows that I have been treated like a piece of paper on the floor that gets crumpled up and just tossed in the garbage with no thought. So I was like, this is like, he opens doors. Like he'll be like, ladies first. If we're walking on the street, he makes sure that I'm on the inside. Like the gentleman shit. It's just insane. So, and then, you know, eventually he was like, yeah, I am looking for a relationship. And I was like, after quarantine is over, because we didn't know that it was going to last, you know, as long as it's lasted. I was like, are, what's, are you planning on dating other people? And he was like, no, I don't think I'm going to date anybody else after quarantine. So in my dumb head, for some reason, I don't know why, I assumed that like, okay, this could really like be something and I'm going to, the brick walls that I have really built with so much cement, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call somebody and I'm going to I'm going to take these walls down. I'm going to take them down. I'm going to start to fall for them. I'm going to take them down. And then also, like, meanwhile, New York boy is noticing that I'm, like, MIA. And he's just, like, hello, 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 hello. And I'm, like, I, what, like, what? Everybody was right. If I just ignored him, he would, like, come to me. But also, it's now when I don't want him. Like, now that I'm like, "Eh, I'm good, like, he's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, no, no, I'm trying to date this other fool right now. Don't have you just listened to me before. Yeah, but now I don't The way I listened to you with Bumble Guy. I know, I know, I know. So, and I mean, I was even asking Zach this whole time, like, am I crazy to think that, like, maybe this could be something, but, like, based on, like, all the stuff he was saying and how much time we were spending together. I was like, all signs lead to boyfriend, girlfriend. And then we started kind of like bickering some, like little arguments here and there. And then he was like, I think I need space. I was like, what? You need space? From what? From what? I'm amazing. And, like, I get it. I'm a lot. Like, I'm very high energy. But at a certain point, like, 
he made me feel so much like I could be myself that I really just was my complete self. Like anytime I had anxiety, I would tell him or like anytime, just like I, I have a lot of thoughts that go through my head and I just say them all out loud. So some, I'm sure it can be unpleasant. I very much understand. Um, so he was just like, I need space and blah, 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 blah. And like we took some space and then we hung out and then we fought again. So then we took some more space and we took like seven days. But then I, we, we were talking. And so he was hugging me because I was upset that we were fighting or whatever. And I was looking at him in the mirror, but he didn't know that I could see him, right? And I was like, all right, I'm going to test something. I'm going to say the G word. I'm going to say girlfriend and see what happens. Like, not that I'm saying I am his girlfriend, but I'm just going to like test these waters because I'm not sure that he is really, at this point I was like, I'm not sure he's really fucking into me, which is fine. Just yeah. let me know. That is yeah, so fine if you don't like me. Don't I don't have a fucking problem. Yeah. yeah, I don't have a problem. But like, I still like you. I still want to see where this goes. I would still like to be your girlfriend. So I said these things. And I was looking at him in the mirror when I said it. And when I said the word girlfriend, he was like, that was the face he made. And I was like, oh, no. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. And I needed to head to fucking Lowe's immediately and get bricks and cement. And just start lathering that shit on top of each other. So I like asked, like we were just like talking and stuff. And he was like, listen, I really, really like you. Like that, like that's why like, you know, I, I want, still want to spend time with you. Like I really enjoy your company and stuff. But hey, if it doesn't work out, we can still be friends. No. You go and cuddle me in bed right now and tell me everything's okay and that you really care about me and like me, but then just very casually throw out, but we could just be friends if it doesn't work out. I'm sorry, your penis has been inside my mouth. We cannot be friends. What? Like, why do these guys think like, oh, you know what, maybe I'm not into it, so I'll just be their friend. I don't want, no. I don't want your fucking friendship. No, like, if I'm going to date you, then I want to date you because we're going to date, not because yes. we're going to be friends at the end of it. Like, I have enough friends. Like, I, I enjoy yeah. all three of them. Like, I'm good. Like, you exactly. I, I have you. I have the lamp I talk to. And I'm good. That's all I really need. I don't need more friends. And so I was talking to my friend John, who was on this podcast. And he's a wise man. And he was like, you want it too bad. You just, you want a boyfriend. And I was like, I mean, it's not that I just want any boyfriend. He's like, no, I know that like you like the guys that you date, but you want it too bad. So I did a little reflecting. Okay. I'm done. I'm only going to concentrate on me now because I feel like when I go into relationships, I'm very, I put them first. I'm like, uh -huh. your feelings first, your work first, your whatever first, which is not what I should be doing. We should both be doing our own shit and then yes. meet in the middle. So yes. I'm now only going to care about me. I've decided whatever happens with him will happen. 
because his other thing was like, you know, what if our lives don't mesh together when we get back out into the real world? Like, he's like, you work a lot. You know, I work at night. When are we going to see each other? I'm like, we'll, I, we'll work it out. If you like somebody enough, you work it out. So it just seemed like he was already like pushing back, but it was after he had said, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm not going to date anybody after quarantine. So was I insane to think that I had a chance at becoming this fucking guy's girlfriend? No. Please tell me if I, because I- That's the thing. That's the thing. And then, and then the guys are just like, well, you're just crazy. It's like, crazy? You're yeah. the one that like created this scenario by like saying, hey, I want to date somebody to be in a relationship. And then it's right. like, oh, here we go. Relationships right. arrive. Exactly. Like, like oh, I'm no, here. Sorry, I don't think I ordered this. And it's like, yeah, you did. You ordered it on July 1st. And it's here now. And you and cuddled you it, it and you enjoyed it and you made it feel special. And now you're like, oh, oopsie, I don't know. Which no, it's, the- it's fine if you don't like me, but this whole like, let's take space and then like, let's like blah, 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 blah. I just, I don't know. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people listening will just be like, Katie, move on, whatever. But what y'all don't understand is that this is the first time in a long fucking time that I have been treated like a goddamn lady. So there's a part of me that's like, the, the, pros, the cons don't go over the pros yet. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not ready to like whatever. But if he's going to continue to be wishy-washy, and like, because ever since the last time where we took space, we took seven days apart, and then we hung out again, and instead of me saying like, hey, like, do you, are you still, inter- are we still interested in the same thing? I picked the rug up and I just threw everything underneath it and pretended like everything was fine. But then that was when I decided, you know what though? It is fine. I don't need to give this guy an ultimatum of do you want a girlfriend? Do you like me? Because he can say anything he wants to me to continue to sleep with me or continue to keep me around. What he needs to do is show me because actions speak louder than words. So that's when I realized maybe I don't need to have a conversation with him. Maybe I just need to really see how he's going to act towards me. But I really wish this fucking pandemic would end so that we could go out into the real world and see if we would be compatible. Because I feel like quarantine is, I'm not myself. I can't go to my jobs and have conversations. I can't do stuff normally. I'm afraid I'm going to die all the time or that I'm going to give somebody something else. So I'm not myself. And I'm sure it's not making me myself in a relationship and dating somebody. And I'm sure it's the same for him. So that's where I wish that, like, I wonder if the, the, the quarantine didn't happen and we had dated regularly, would we have had a better chance? But if this shit could go on for I don't even know how long. Yeah, like, we don't know what real life is going to look like once we get back out into the world. And, like, and you kind of just have to date now. And, like, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird time to be building relationships. That's why I've decided, because it it honestly, it feels like a dating game. Where it's like, because all we can do is go to a park, um, go to each other's houses, or that's it. (laughs) That's the only things that we can do. So it's just like, we're constantly inside. We're constantly just like watching movies. I'm in PJ. Like we've gotten to the point where like, 
we tell each other when we have to poop. We've been seeing each other for so little time, but it, it's like, here we are in our two and a half year relationship because we're just stuck inside. Yeah. And it's you're forced just, to like be with each other. So it moves things along so much faster. Especially when you have nothing but four days to lay in bed and watch, you know, whatever, and like really just like cuddle up and snuggle up. And that's what really like melted my heart into thinking like, you know, like, but I was also, t John said like, you know, cause we've, I've been talking to this guy for like three, four months at this point. So John was like, you know, after it's like the three month mark, they kind of get stale and they're done. I'm like, well, what the fuck? He's like, I don't know. It's just a thing. And I'm like, well, it needs to not be a thing. Cause my, like uh, now if, so if this is done, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put fucking chains around my heart. But it's like, my, my dad also said, he's like, yeah. the second that you are doing you and you're so busy that you can hardly keep your head on straight, that's when they're going to walk in. That's when you're going to have to make time for them. <gasps> I'm so sick of that fucking answer though. I know me too. Cause it's like, what? Well, um, how can I do me if I don't have you? But no, it's like, Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. <laughs> oh no, my it's God. Like, it's true though. I feel like we're both similar in the sense that like we, when it, there's a potential, well, me recently, when there's a potential, like I just jumped into it. And I think that was my issue with like Bumble guys. Like I leaned in a little too strong. I think um, I need to take some steps back when I start dating. Like, yeah. don't imagine myself walking down the aisle after no. the second yeah. drink. <laughs> well, I think you need to take the advice that I gave you, and that's that even when you're seeing somebody, as if it's not exclusive, then you should continue to go on dates with other people. That way you're staying distracted. But here's the difference. One, we're in quarantine. I don't trust anybody. No, you yeah. know what no, I mean? No, but I mean, you can do, like... Like tonight, I'm doing um, speed dating again. Like you can. I know, do but we we had had the conversation of like he didn't want to see anybody after quarantine. So I figured, like in a way, we're just yeah. seeing each other. But of of course, I think I read too much into it or something. Even oh, though yeah, that's dude. what I was being told. I just I don't I know. We have to start dating like that. It's too, I don't want to date like a guy. And just be like a little more selfish and be a little more focused on well, you. That's what I've decided to do. Like I'm just done like putting everything I have into it. I'm going to put everything I have into me because you know who matters most? I fucking do. Not these fuck boys who fucking just don't understand the special people that they have in front of them. We're not just holes. We're fucking human beings. Like, Jesus. I promise that you'll never find another like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. On a less intense, um, desperate date me note, I have... My God, have we been doing a podcast for two hours? Probably. Jesus. Oh, the, the listeners will be happy. You can bring um, it up into two episodes, two parts, part one and part two. That would be adorable, but um, I don't, we'll see how long it is. I don't know. All right, so I was looking up, like, all of the Real Housewives songs. Zach has two podcasts, hashtag no filter and adulting. 
Yes. Yes, I did. Um, and on one of them, he talks about adult stuff. And on the other one, he talks about, like, Bravo and the gossip and whatever. And y'all all know that I am a fucking slut for anything Bravo. So we both bond on that. Yeah, absolutely. And we were on the um, uh, panel uh, for Vanderpump Rules May Vanderpump Rules as it was, rest in peace, because right. that is, uh, it's a lot, I don't know if I can get into it, but The Real Housewives, um, let me Google this again, because I bought uh, some art while I was waiting for the podcast. I've been buying some art because I've been cleaning some stuff, and I want to decorate the walls. I've been buying a lot of marijuana art. <laughs> Look at you, just a cultured bitch. Just an 18-year-old, you know? All right, while I was looking up all of the songs to ask you what your favorite Real Housewives song is, you watched Real Housewives of New York, right? Yes. Did you know that Simon Van Kempen has a song? What? It's called I Am Real, and it is the best thing that's going to happen to you all of 2020. Are you ready? Okay. Not only is it a song, it's a song about how the housewives have treated No. I Am Real, Ladies and Gentlemen, by Simon Van Kempen. We're celebrities. All right, you get the idea. Um, he's real. Like my you. Fa- my fa- fuck you. My favorite line, that's another argument Zach and I had. My favorite line in the song is they trash me on their Twitter. The girls, it's they so talk behind my back. What season was this done in? Well, he was, they were only on for the first, what, four seasons? Yeah, but they're just, because I have spent a lot of quarantine re-watching The Real Housewives of New York because I love New York because it started so early. So it has that real classic, like, old Real Housewives feel that I love. Um, and just the, the Van Kempens are just a great watch in their, in themselves. Like it's quite a time. So wait, you got flagged on iTunes for playing it? For playing music. Yes. Shit. But I've done it. Like, well, I only play snippets. Like I'll probably cut a lot of that. I only played, I only played snippets too. And I did it for years. Mm -hmm. And then one day my show was just gone from iTunes (gasps) and I had to redo the entire thing. So I lost all my reviews, like everything. And I had to start over again. So should I edit that entire song out and maybe just keep a few lines of it? Maybe keep, yeah, I would say the maybe The Twitter keep part the, that I liked? Yeah, maybe just keep a few lines. You can keep the parts where we talk over it because I think that should be fine. Got um, it. Well, but yikes. I, I just know, because like, the thing is, I would have these artists come on my show and they would, I would play their music. And then like, if I thought it was fine because the artist was on the show and I was playing their music, but Apple flagged it for copyright infringement and then took my show down. And they don't warn you and they don't give you infractions. Like, they just take you off. You know, I understand why that happens, but it is unfortunate because there's a part of me that, that like, I grew up with my dad on the radio, which was, like, talking and then playing a song or, like, having an artist come in and playing the song on the radio or, like, all of that. So it's like I want to incorporate that into my podcast, but I can't. Like, how would I be able to do a top 10 songs and play snippets of each song? Like, that, yeah. that should be allowed, right? 
I don't know. I hope I didn't step on any toes with what I said. However, out of like the real Housewives franchise songs, what mm-hmm. is your favorite? And do you need me to read you off some? Read me off some. Um, don't be tardy for the party. Chic, um, say la vie, uh, Luann, um, uh, where was the list I was looking at before? Oh, Erica Jane, um, we've got Kenya Moore, Gone with the Wind, Fabulous, Gone with the Wind, Fabulous, Fabulous, um, we've got a lot of candy, I'm fabulous, you're pretty, I'm fabulous. And then there's How Many Fucks by Erica Jane, which is one of my favorites. Uh, how many fucks do I give? Feeling Giovanni. None, not one. Feeling Giovanni would not be at the top of my list. Feeling Giovanni. <laughs> it's the fucking horns in that song that get me. First, what's the first song Luann did? Money it's, Can't Buy You Money Can't Buy You Every time she sings that, I just picture her at Macy's throwing dollar signs out. Have you seen that? You have to start somewhere. Because when I was on the radio, I did some really strange appearances at places, and I was just like, at malls. I've been at a mall with a mic, fucking talking about something, but they paid me 500 bucks to be there. I hear you. You know how it is. Mine is absolutely. Don't be tardy for the party. Oh, oh, don't be tardy for the party. Oh, oh. Hurry up, baby, don't be late. I'll meet you at the place. I don't know if this counts. Wait, now I can't hear anything. Oh, I'm good now. It was my headphones. I don't think this counts, but I would have to say one of my favorites is Jam by Kim Kardashian. Hey, that's, I mean, it's, it's in the It's not same a housewife song, but it's a great reality TV. Or I'm Hot by Angelina from Jersey Shore. I'm hot, so hot. Like an ice cream one. cone with a cherry on top, I'm hot. What is that song that you would always play for me? Oh, I'm a little bit Alexis. I'm a little bit tipsy when I drive my car. No. I'm a little bit single. Even it's the one I'm about drunk. vaginas. Oh, um, my puss is so fantastic. Yo, Yo puss, puss smelly, smelly burnt plastic. plastic. <laughs> There's all these songs that you, so there was this one song that he sang forever and then I heard it and I was like, no, it was a saying you said. It was a saying you said, and then I finally heard what it was, and I was like, that's what you've been singing this whole time? It was the pink song, Slut Like You. I'm not a slut, I just love love. Yeah, and you would always yeah, quote would... that, and I was like, what is this? And you're like, it's a pink song, and then you would play it. <laughs> and it's a very bizarre pink song. It's like, you male, come now, you caveman, sit down. It was you that, you now. would always sing that, and I was like, what are you singing? And then I heard what it actually sounded like, and it didn't sound anything like what you were singing, and I was like, yes, what the fuck? Yes. It's a great, it's called Sweat Like You by Pink. But if I could pick my favorite housewife song, it would be Money Can't Buy You Class, mm. How Many Fucks Do I Give? Mm. I guess then, Feeling Giovanni? Mine would be... Oh no, what's the one that James, oh I guess that's not housewives. I was gonna say James Kennedy and Lala. 
Oh, Wait, but that's, that's like, Bravo. And then there was like a boss by Lala and Sheena. Like yes. a boss. Like get big checks like a boss. Do big dicks like a boss. Um, when, I, when I put my phone on shuffle, Jam by Kim Kardashian comes on all the time. Don't Be Tardy comes on. All of James Kennedy, Kennedy songs come on. So it's a jam. Turn it up. Turn it up. I don't know who said, and I remember when that happened on the show. She's yeah. like, I'm not saying I can sing. I just want to do a song. Okay, well, then maybe. Because Kanye told her to do a song. This was before they were dating because he was, like, trying to get in her pants. See, that would be something that I would do. I would be Kanye West and I'd be like, I think you should do this. And it's not because I thought they were actually good at it, but it was because I wanted to get closer to them. So I would make them look stupid. That way I could just, like, get closer to them. Oh my god. Uh, mine would be Don't Be Tardy. Uh How Many Fucks Do I Give? And the Melissa Gorga one that I always have stuck in my head. Oh, Melissa Gorga. On, on display. On display. Each on display, and every day. Every day. Every day. I would prefer on display mm -hmm. over feeling Giovanni. Mm -hmm. But uh, I just love those Teresa. horns and feeling Giovanni. I just love Teresa singing. I mean, I also like chic, say lovey, say mom, say mom. I love Teresa singing it at the reunion where she's like, on display, on display, sing it for me. Sing it right now, sing, show everybody you can sing. And she's like, you want me to sing right now? And she's like, yeah, sing right now. And then she sings like a little verse of something and she's like, sing the whole song. And she's like, you want me to sing the whole song? And Teresa's like, yeah, sing the whole song. It was great. It was so good. And then Teresa's like, and you're talking about paparazzi following you. The people on Twitter say it's about me. Uh, what do you What do you think's life? your favorite um, Housewives opener line? Oof, I don't know because they just came out with the new ones from New York. They released mm -hmm. the new ones today, which I thought was stupid. What are um, they? Are they any good? They're all terrible. Oh. Dorinda's is like like a, a mint in my mouth. I'm a bit fresh. And no. then and Sonia's is um I'm nobody's army, I'm nobody's eye candy. I'm the whole bowl of sugar. Oh God. And my then Leah's Leah's was um I'll I'll say sorry, but never for who I am. Yeah, they're um, really bad. And then Luann's was something about, like, it's my time to shine, but you won't catch me in the lower level. What? They're bad. <laughs> Ramona's was like, eh. It was still bad. It was like something about, like, um, people say I'm self-interested, but who else am I supposed to be interested in? I think maybe they are afraid to be edgy now, so they, like, PG'd them up. I because loved, of everything that happened? I loved Lisa, I loved Leah's, Leah's um, line this season where she's like, I flow like a butterfly, but I sting like a bitch. Yeah. I think, oh, I hate that I'm going to, well, okay. So I think one of my favorites is Bethany when she returned to Housewives and she's like, I'm not a housewife, but I am real. I thought that was a good one. Love it. I loved, I hate Lisa Vanderpump, but I loved some of hers. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Stab me in the back, but whilst you're there, 
kiss my, my ass. ass. One of that. my favorite ones, it has to do with the ass as well. It's Carol's. I think it was from season two or three where she was like, if you're going to talk about me behind my back, at least check out my great ass. And I was like, ah, I fucking love it. I love it, but I also don't think she has a great ass. She does. Does she? They show it in a bathing suit. She's got a great body. I don't remember it. Yeah, I, that's my, probably my favorite tagline. What would be your house life's tagline? I think I've asked you this before, but we'll do it again. Um, I can't stop touching my hair because I did it and I feel like Rapunzel. Or like uh, Ariel and I need like a fork to, I'm going to mess it up. I'll stop. Um, Just some dead air. I, because I have to think about it. Because there were, um, I would say maybe like I may look a little fake, but I'm 100% real. Ooh, I love it. Even oh, though you think that I'm not real. It's not that. Just sometimes you come at things with a lot of thought, which sometimes makes it seem less real. That's a better way of saying it than the first time I said it. Yeah, it is. I was a little rude the first time. Um, I said sorry. Um, what would mine be? Um. Something about being a redhead? Something about sucking dick? I don't suck at a lot, but I do suck a really good dick. Oh my gosh, Thompson. No, that wouldn't be it. I mean, what I would really like to be is if you don't have 10 dicks in your mouth, you're not doing it. No, yours should be my hair is red and I give gray hat. <laughs> I love it. Even though, disclaimer, I've never claimed to give good head. People get mad when I'm like, when I say things. So I just needed to make that. Disclaimer. I feel like it's harder for a girl to give good head than it is for a gay guy because gay well, guys have dicks. It's like me eating out a girl, like versus a guy eating a girl out. Yeah. I know what they want. So like, it's a lot easier for me to make girls come than it is guys, I would imagine. Yeah. I don't know. Because guys don't know all the workings of a vagina. No, that's why I will not ever have a male gynecologist ever again. I don't know why for years I went to a male gynecologist and like I would have issues. Like one time I had a, like a bad rash that was like really itchy all over my vagina. And I like went in cause I was like, yeah, I got something, something's happening. And he was like, oh no, you just have like a rash. And I was like, okay, well, are you going to give me something? And he's like, no, I'll just go away. Like, what? I'm so uncomfortable. So I waited two weeks. Nothing happened. I went back and I saw a lady doctor and she's like, oh, yes, let me give you something for this. This is blah, 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 blah. I've had it before. It's the worst. Of course. She has a vagina. Why would I not go to somebody who's got a goddamn vagina? Why would I, I think to go to some guy? I don't understand why most OBGYNs are male. Like, hello? Are you really that confused as to why most OBGYNs are male? because every single job ever is dominated by the male population? I mean that, and men just love vaginas, and they want to learn all about them so they can be like, I'm the vagina whisperer. I don't know that, like, men who are obsessed with vaginas necessarily become OBGYNs because they have to watch women take shits and also watch the vaginas split open while they have babies. Why do they have to watch women take shits? When a woman gives birth, she shits herself. Oh. 
Did you know that I just learned this thanks to TikTok that pads, like when girls have a period pad, it doesn't go on your vagina, it goes on your underwear? You didn't know I that? Didn't, I didn't know. I don't have a fucking vagina. I don't have a period. Okay. Quick, quick sex ad for people who don't know about pads and tampons. So pads have a sticky backing on them and they stick to panties so that the blood can just drip out onto the pad and then you roll it up and you throw it out and you put a new one on. Um, the other option is a tampon, which goes inside of the vagina and it goes like up far enough to where we can't feel it. And there's a string that's attached to it and we can pull it out that way. And you can't leave it in for longer than eight hours because you can be like, you can, there's also a toxic shock syndrome. There's also yeah, cups. You can reabsorb it. Yeah. There's a cup that you can use and it's like this cup and you squeeze it and then you put it inside and you, it expands and it kind of suction cups itself to your cervix and then the cup fills up and you can pull that out and use that as well. There's also- cups work. That sounds wildly uncomfortable though. You can't feel it. Like when I have a tampon in, I can't feel it. It's, it's insane. Like you just, you can't feel it. If you have it in right, you can't feel it. Or if you, cause it took me years to find the right type of tampon. For years I tried to use Tampax Pearl, but it has this thick braid that like I could feel and I'm like, I can feel this, this is awful. But there's this new, there's these new panties that came out where oh, they, yeah. they are like self absorbing. And I really want to try those because I can't wear pads because of my cysts, because I'm an ogre and I have cysts on my bikini line and pads just rub them. But with tampons, sometimes like after two days, my vagina's like, hey, I don't want to hold this cotton mouse anymore. Can we like, is there another situation? So I'm thinking about getting those period panties because, you know, girls have really been raving about them. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, also periods are eggs that aren't fertilized by sperm. That's what, it's the body disposing of them. And we only have, we have a ton of eggs, but like they start to run out. Like that's what menopause is when you run out of eggs, if you didn't know that. Can you just go to the grocer? Mm-mm. It's, it's, it, we ain't like chickens. That's why they are like, you're a spring chicken. You're so young. That's what the saying is because they just be popping out them eggs. I, every time I talk to my mom, I'm like, yeah, I'm on my period. She's like, damn, these fucking things just keep, it's like, it's never ending. I'm like, I know. It's like, it ends and then it's like right back again. So, but that's hilarious that that TikTok is what taught you that. I fucking love that. Also, if you have a son Teach your son this stuff. Like, they should know, like, what's going on. And if you're uncomfortable to talk to your kids about sex, like, don't be. Like, just, like, if they don't know what sex is, like, you should probably tell them. Like, they're going to figure it out. And if you don't yeah. talk to your daughter before she has a period, rude. You need to tell her that there's going to be blood coming out of her. And don't make it be like the scene in Carrie where she starts her period in the damn shower. Ew. No, I think that, like... That's, like, the stuff they should be teaching us, like, in school, you know? Not that yeah. your parents shouldn't have those conversations, but, like, when they teach us sex ed, it's just, like, the penis goes into the vagina, and then you have a baby, and you should always use a condom or have no sex. And it's, like, that's all they teach you about sex ed. I think we also need to talk about, like, not sending nudes out to people when you get them. How to, you know, th there should be oh, more talk about good. rape. There should be more talk about all of the stuff that's, like, uncomfortable. I also think it needs to be in sex ed. I didn't even make it to sex ed 
sex ed was 11th grade and I dropped out in 10th and then did homeschooling. So I never even went. I mean, I know everything I need to know because my parents were, were whatever, but like, yeah, it wasn't until the 11th grade. So I didn't even make it there. We did our first sex ed in the seventh grade. Oh, wow. Very brief. And then we did it again in the 10th grade in biology class. And that's when they showed us like pictures of what happens when you get chlamydia, which is not what happens when you get chlamydia. You don't get like cauliflower dick. Like that's the other thing is they use all of these scare tactics and like absolutely use a condom and like nobody wants chlamydia, but like they, yeah, I just think the whole sex ed system is like a really fucked up system. My neighbor, it seems like, has decided to uh, vacuum. So sorry about those really horrendous noises above. Um, sir, please, I'm recording a podcast. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, he has to hear me sing Phantom of the Opera at 2 a.m., so I guess it's only fair. Um, yeah, what they don't tell you is that most of them you can get rid of with a pill. They make you think like you're going to get it and die and your dick's going to fall off. Like, no, if you get an STD, there's usually a solution. An STD is a cold for your dick. An STI is a cold for your dick. Can you hear that? No, I can't hear anything. Oh, okay, great. Then I'll chill. It's just so intensely loud above me. You can't hear that? Nope. Sounds like a hungry tummy. Okay, but anyway, continue. But yeah, it's like a, it's like a cult. Like, I mean, I haven't knock on all the wood. I haven't had one, but I know people that have had them and that you just take a thing, an antibiotic and then bada bang, bada boom. Oh my God. I got my first UTI this quarantine. Holy shit. I was peeing blood. It was oh, awful. I don't hear about that anymore. Oh my God. I was literally talking to Zach on FaceTime the night. I was literally like peeing blood and I was like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm so upset. I'm so uncomfortable, blah, blah, blah. And then I Googled all my symptoms. I was like, Oh, I have a UTI. And then they gave me antibiotics and the stuff that turned my pee, um, like brown. And then I was fine and it went away. But now every single day I worry that I'm going to get another UTI. It was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. I've had my boobs reduced. I've had my wisdom teeth out. I pull my eyelashes out for fun. That shit was most painful. Oh, my eyebrows are growing back. It's so amazing. It's so easy to put them on now that they're growing back. Getting my teeth pulled out was not bad at all. Good God, you got your teeth pulled out? I got all four of my wisdom teeth Oh, your wisdom. Yeah, the wisdom teeth weren't that bad, but I got mine, like, cut out when they were still jelly. So they weren't even teeth yet. They just, like, went in and scraped out whatever was going to be a tooth. If you do it early enough, they're not teeth yet. They're just like a jelly substance that they can scoop out. Oh my God, I'm going to puke. Oh, I'm going to throw up. You can Um, talk about that, but you couldn't talk about when I sliced my thumb open yesterday. It was on FaceTime and you were like, oh my God, I just cut my thumb so deep. And I was like, no, I just didn't want to hear about your deep thumb cut. I'm sorry. I just didn't want to faint. Um, but anyway, um, I, normally I ask like the last two questions for my podcast, but I've already asked you those, I believe. So I will ask you, what advice do you have to somebody as he yawns at my final question, ladies and gentlemen, what <laughs> advice would you give to somebody who wants to start podcasting or hosting or following their dreams? Because, you know, I'm just the best podcaster and host ever, and I tell you all the time. I'm just – that's not what I mean. I just mean you make your living 
off of yeah. podcasting and yourself. What advice would you give to somebody who wants to do what you're doing since you do it so well? Um, I mean, it takes a lot of like work and then you have to put in the time. I think that's like the biggest thing is, I mean, one, pick a topic that you really are like diehard passionate about, even if it's like something you think might be stupid or silly. Cause like I've done no filter now. It started what in 2015. So it's been five years mm -hmm. and the show that it was at the beginning and the show that it is now are two completely different shows. Like, yes, it was still me, but like at the beginning, I would try to mix in all of these different topics. And then I realized like, you know, I really love like reality TV and pop culture. So when I yeah. started centering the show around just reality TV and pop culture and entertainment, that's when the show really began to peak and all like the wellness lifestyle stuff that I used to do. I made that its own show, which is where hashtag adulting came from. So now hashtag no filters where I talk about tea and gossip and dish, which I mean, some people would have been like, that sounds like a really silly show. Like you're not e-news and I'm just like, calm down, right. bitch. Pay my Watch bill. me. <laughs> Watch me. So I think like find something that you're like really interested in. Even if you're like, you know, like a nerd and you're like, I love like phones or I don't know, whatever. Somebody else will, will like it as well. Yeah. Or like periods. You can make a whole podcast about periods and like what Katie just talked about. And you can like teach people. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like find a topic that you're really interested in and like put the work in. Katie knows like it's not easy running a podcast. It's not easy. Mm -mm taping and uploading and getting equipment. I think people think that you have to have all the right equipment and you have to know what to do exactly, but it's like, just get started. You're going to mess start. up. Yeah. yeah. Just start and you're going to mess up and you're going to figure it out as you go. It took me five years to get my show to where it is right now, but like it was a journey and it was a process and like, yeah. you know, do I mean, it. So just get up and do it. My very first podcast episode, my mics didn't work. So it's like my computer audio. I still posted it anyway because I spent time on it and like it was my first episode. And even now, like my podcast is about to get an upgrade and I've been doing it for two and a half years. And I think another thing is like people assume, like you said, that it's really easy and then they do it for a month and then they never go back to it because it yeah. didn't give them the instant gratification that it's gotten. Like it's going to take so a minute. That's so annoying is when everyone comes to me and like, I want to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, why? And they're just like, it just seems like a thing to do. And I'm yeah. just like, okay. And then they do it. And like you said, they try it for a month and they, that's why I stopped like giving people podcast advice as much, unless mm -hmm. I see they're really serious about it because then they're like, help me. And then I help them get it off the ground and launched and set. And then eventually it's just like, they get bored and they're mm -hmm. like, it's too much work and it's too much time. And it's too much money. And it's like, well, one of the worst, one of the worst parts is like listening to the sound of my own voice. Cause like after oh. this, I'm going to edit it, upload it do the video, make the photo. And in my head, I'm always like, oh, I'll be done with that in 30 minutes. And then it's seven o'clock and I'm like, oh shit, that took so long, but mm -hmm. it, it's so worth it. Like I love fucking doing this. So also yeah. make sure that you really want to do it before you start it. Yeah. That's why you have to pick a topic that you're really interested in and yeah. it'll, you know, and then like I picked sex. Katie's I fucking love sex. Love sex. It's a good time. Who doesn't fucking love sex? It's so great. I like sex. Oh, God, I love it. I think my eyes just rolled in the back of my head. They did. <laughs> really um, where can they find you? Where can they listen to your shows? Um, just Plain Zach all over the internet. Um, 
not Justin, but J-U-S-T-P-L-A-I-N-Z-A-C-K, because I spell it with a C-K, not a C-H, because I know how to spell. Um, yeah, just playing Zach all over the internet, and then I have two podcasts. One of them is called Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. We talk about reality TV news and tea, and I have reality stars on my show, and I pick their brains and ask them all the questions that their publicists don't want me to ask them. <laughs> and then I have Hashtag Adulting, Life Hacks to Get Your Shit Together, and that's a, um, a lifestyle hacks show that, like, helps you, like, have better sex and um, launch your brand from home. So if you are interested in podcasting, that's like a good show to listen to and like why you should be, you know, drinking your coffee out of a metal straw to keep your teeth white and full of hacks. Oh my God. Thank you for coming on. This was a blast. Thank you for inviting me. Um, if you want more of my stupid face and more of my content, you can follow me everywhere at Little Baby Kates and make sure, I almost said to make sure to check out my podcast, See You Next Tuesday, as if I'm signing off of After Buzz. You're all listening to See You Next Tuesday. Um, and also make sure to become a patron on my Patreon. Uh, new and exciting stuff is going to be coming to my Patreon. It's patreon.com slash littlebabykates. I post all of my video episodes the like early like you get everything early with my patreon so if you want all the exclusive stuff come on over and you know what i think i'm gonna do i think i'm gonna see you again next tuesday go out be the best person you can be and suck as much dick as you possibly can and black lives matter bye y'all <laughs>